welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. We've got another uh, great episode for you geared up today. Oh yeah. We're going to be talking about planning a trip to Disneyland. Woohoo! We're, we're going to Disneyland in a couple weeks. Um, so we thought, you know, a lot of people have not been there. Maybe you're planning your first trip to Disneyland. School's ending. Woo! Exactly. So <laughs> it's a good time to go on a trip. So we thought... I'm a teacher, so that I'm pretty excited about that part. We thought it would be a good idea to kind of walk you through... Uh, our planning of it, what we're looking forward to, some of the the tips and different things that we found along the way, because this is actually our first trip out to Disneyland, so we don't have any experience traveling out there. So, you know, did some research on on some of the different uh, differences between Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and some of the different things they have out there. So we thought it would be good to share. Uh, but before we get into the main topic, I wanted to talk about a few pieces of Disney news that kind of came up this week. So the first thing uh, I saw, it was on CNBC reported is where I read it. I'm always reading that, that business and financial news, but <laughs> it's probably on other places. But Disney is launching a digital food channel called Disney Eats. And this is kind uh, of... What? Yeah. So, so it's basically kind of sounds like it's going to be the food network for kids, but it's coming out of the uh, kind of maker studios. So Disney bought the YouTube channel Maker Studios a few years back. And oh, nothing okay. has really happened to it too much, but they're starting to convert it over to kind of a, a digital television show and uh, editorial content network now. And so this channel, this Disney Eats channel, is going to be one of the, the things on the platform. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, they're going to have a couple shows they announced, but it should be pretty neat to see. So I think in honor of the announcement that they're doing a, a cooking channel, I thought it would be cool if on the count of three, we both said at the same time what food we are most we most want them to teach us how to make. So a Disney food. So food okay. that you can get kind of at the resort that they teach you how to make. I have no idea if they're going to teach you how to make Disney foods at all. Probably it's probably not. just like normal food. It's bread and butter. Probably not. But I just thought it would be fun. All right. So on the count of three. One, two, three. Churros. Mickey waffles. Oh, sorry, man. I really jumped the gun on That's that. A, so ch- <laughs> churros yeah churros i don't know cinnamon sugar like that is a match made in heaven so i mean probably you could figure out how to make them i'll very say that's easily. not very specific to disney we don't have a we don't have a di- deep fryer but, but that's okay it would still be good but um what did you say again mickey waffles oh, the yeah. ultimate disney food mickey waffles oh that's really complicated have, I, you talk about mine <laughs> it is i how do they get to look like mickey my stomach is grumbling. I don't know if you can hear it as we're talking about this. But um, I just, you know what? I just, I'm, I I'm amazed every time I go that they have waffles in the shape of Mickey. And I think it's some sort of magic. And I just really want to know it's how to totally make them. It's totally not the iron or anything. Definitely not the iron. <laughs> Who or, you know, actually what I think they do is they take three waffles and they super glue them together. I thought so. I knew there had to be, there had to be something behind it. There's a it. secret. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to mention were at the time we're recording this is uh, Avengers Infinity War has been out around three weeks now, but it's making pretty much all the money um, <laughs> out there now. It's up to $1.8 billion worldwide. It's tractor trailers full of money. So it is now the fourth highest grossing movie worldwide of all time. It's only about $250 million behind Star Wars The Force Awakens. So it's, it's doing really well. We've both seen it. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Andrew. Yeah, I I haven't really been on board with all the Avengers, and I was expecting to not like this one, and I loved it. It was so good. But so, yeah, so four ears, five ears. I don't know how we're rating movies here, but <laughs> but yeah, we both like. Well, wait, is that is that four ears or five ears? Is that making eight or 
10 ears? Is it pairs of ears? Or is it just I don't know. We'll have, to figure, we'll have to figure this rating out. I didn't think this through too much before before I threw a rating out there. But one thing I wanted to, to ask you, I think what might be a good idea, we should maybe do a podcast on kind of just wildly speculating what's going to happen in the next Avengers movie. I don't want to, oh, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to say any spoilers here. You know, we, we can maybe get into some spoilers on that podcast, but I think that might be a good idea. Cause what's more fun than just randomly guessing what we think is going to happen. Cause this, this movie was kind of part one of part two. So there's definitely some loose ends that need tied up. It was that, part one of part two of a two part project. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Part one of, of two. So I don't know. You got on me about the rock and calling the rock, um, calling Maui the Rock, so I'm going to point out your little foibles. Okay. So do <laughs> you think that might be a, a good idea? We might have to, to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, so. I would love that. Although you have the advantage of looking up all the spoilers and all the speculation. Well, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. And then I have point. the advantage of knowing what you told me. Just wildly guess. We'll, we'll, yeah, we we'll, don't just we'll talk about Disney out. on the podcast. It's 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 kind of a like an it's, everyday it's thing. thing so. <laughs> so I have another thing. I was cruising around a little bit. Well, first of all, I, we haven't been to Disney for a few years. And when we went, we had the ma- the magic bands and they were really convenient. It was nice to be able to pay for things uh, with our magic bands and just use them to get into rides. But since we've been there, they've come out with the magic band too, which is a puck. It's like shaped like a little hockey puck. Right. So they have it. So now it's kind of interchangeable. Before the magic band, it was just the band. Mm-hmm. Now... I think what happened is that got too expensive of giving everybody a new magic band every time they went. So now they have the little puck, which is detachable. So you can put the puck in different colored bands. They make necklaces, keychains, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, but I was cruising around on Etsy and I saw that they actually now somebody has made a little like little thing that will attach it to your smartwatch, which is kind of cool. Okay. So you can just like attach it to the the band. Yeah. You'll attach it to your band or, or Samsung watch. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's a little, I don't know, it's a nice little convenient thing if you were already wearing your smartwatch. That's pretty neat. We'll have to uh, link to that in, in the show notes yeah. if, if people want to check that out. That, that is actually pretty cool. So I think that's that's kind of it for the uh, news. Disney news this week. So we can roll into our main topic of, of Disney landing, Disneyland trip Di- planning. Oh, no, no, no. Disney landing. I like it. Disney landing. Yes. So you want to talk about food first? Because I know this is, as we were planning this, you were the most excited uh, when you started looking up the different food options. So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. And this go is ahead. even going to be even crazier because we haven't had lunch yet and it's getting around, it's like 12 ish and I'm getting a little, little hungry. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to fall into the food hole right now. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I made a list of food I wanted to try. I don't know if you have any food that you wanted to try. But... I'll just say the only thing going back to the learning how to make Mickey waffles is I just want to get a Mickey waffle. That's that's really the main food thing I have on my list. So I looked up the Tangaroa Terrace at the Disneyland Hotel uh, has Mickey waffles there. So we'll I appreciate the alliteration. There. Definitely be going there for breakfast. Other than that, there's nothing really special food that, that kind of jumped out at me. So why don't you go ahead? Oh, geez. Okay. So I think you have everything covered. So Oh, I do. Uh, so I was just looking at Rhett and Link. I listened to Rhett and Link on YouTube and they did a whole episode on Disneyland food and I went on some websites and did some research. So the Dole Whip is something, it's a staple at both parks. Uh, I never, I don't think I ever realized it. There's so many things to look at when I'm at Disney World. I never noticed anybody had it or anything, but the Dole Whip is a, if you don't know, a soft serve frozen pineapple treat and it's sweet and tart and um for those of you who have who maybe have gluten or dairy allergies there it's gluten and dairy free you can also have it as a float in pineapple juice and pineapple i know whenever summer comes around 
the first thing that I want is pineapple. It's just such a, I don't know, it's so good. I could eat it until my mouth hurts. So that's the first thing. Churros, Disney churros always get talked up and they always make different cool flavors. I think there's a strawberry one, but I'm just a fan of cinnamon sugar. So I'm excited about that. Another one that I'm so excited, the Monte Cristo sandwich. So the Monte Cristo sandwich as it is like without any edits or anything, anything special. Now, where is this? Where's the Monte Cristo sandwich Yeah, the Monte, at? okay. So the Monte Cristo sandwich is at two places. It's at the, it's at the Cafe Orleans or it's at the Blue Bayou restaurant. Now the um, Cafe Orleans, that has the Mickey beignets as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Those, that's, those actually look pretty good. That's, that's, that's probably my, something else I would like to eat. You actually booked us reservations at one of them, right? Yeah, at the Cafe Orleans because they had the the Mickey beignets and and the Monte Cristo sandwich. Yeah, so I'm really excited because the Monte Cristo sandwich is a ham, turkey, and Swiss Swiss cheese sandwich, and it's battered and deep fried and then served with a berry dipping sauce. Because you don't like ham or turkey. Yeah, exactly. So the thing that I learned from um, some of this, like a a certain, I'm on LosAngelesMagazine.com, but you can actually, if you're a vegetarian or you just don't like lunch meat, which I fall kind of in both of those camps, not always a vegetarian, but you can actually order it without the meat and you can get a three cheese version. So basically it's an epic grilled cheese sandwich. Well, that's actually a good point. I mean, Disney's pretty good at providing to anybody's kind of dietary needs. So if you don't want something, I mean, there's you can always customize anything like that. So Exactly. So I'm really excited about the this grilled cheese. So another thing is the bacon. All right, so speaking of meat, but bacon, mac and cheese in a bread cone. Okay, so where is where do they serve this at? So this one is served at, give me like two seconds to find it. There it is. So this is served at the Cozy Cone Motel, and it is just, it's mac and cheese with, with bacon in it and served in a bread cone. It just sounds so good, like a, a good thing for me to cheat on not eating bacon for a day because it sounds delicious. So that's pretty much it for that. But there is one final thing that I wanted to point out to you since we are going to the New Orleans Cafe, the Pommes Frites. Did you see that? A frites? I don't know how to say this. I'm sorry. I'm butchering Basically French fries. Yeah, they're like French fries, but then they, they can come with like different condiments on them and it just sounds really interesting you can get extra fries you can get garlic and parmesan and parsley on them and it's, i just thought they sounded really good like something you might be interested in that's not pretty good yeah so, so that's all so that's all the food so you're basically just gonna be eating everywhere we go you're gonna be stopping oh, and trying yeah. trying something else. by the end of this trip i'm gonna be like 900 pounds because we're also gonna go to voodoo donuts yeah that's up at universal studios but those look so good though so i think we want to move on to rides next uh the first group of rides i'm looking forward to is jungle cruise autotopia so some of those rides you know i'm looking forward to riding because they were kind of the original opening day attractions and they were some of the the rides that, that walt worked on himself you know i've ridden those rides at walt disney world that are copies of the originals but i just think it'd be pretty interesting to see uh some of the original rides i do have a question for you yes um, do they have the Storybook Land canal boats at Walt Disney World? I'm actually not sure about that. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see if they did or not, but I, I'm pretty sure that they probably don't. But I, that was one of the rides that I, now that you were mentioning rides that are original to the park, that's one of the rides that I was interested in riding because they have different di- dioramas of different di- Disney stories. So I thought that would be interesting to see like small versions of them. So 
I don't know. It would be something different for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. They, they definitely don't have that at, at Walt Disney World. So on, on top of that, besides those rides, I mean, some of the other rides I'm looking forward to are, you know, some of the, the thrill rides. The Matterhorn uh, mm-hmm. is, is I have very famous um, at Disneyland. That's kind of it's, the original mountain ride. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's definitely something I want to check out. Right, and then the and then the ride that that ride kind of led to Space Mountain, because the success of the Matterhorn kind of showed Walt that thrill rides could work in a park. Because originally, mm-hmm. you know, Disneyland it, he didn't want it to be a, a thrill ride place. It was a it was a very themed, it was a theme park. It was a very yeah. themed park that he was doing, but, but the Matterhorn showed that people did kind of want that. So they started designing a space. He was, mountain. He, they were worried that it wasn't family, family friendly enough, the, the thrill rides. So yeah, space mountain is definitely, and I know space mountain is one of your favorite rides. Yeah. Walt on on the other, on the other episode, I mentioned that, um, the, the, oh my gosh, the Yeti one, what's it called? Uh, uh Everest. Yeah. Expedition the expedi- Everest. Yeah. Expedition Everest is one of, is my favorite ride, but I think that that's maybe not fully accurate because I love level of Space Mountain. But the interesting thing is, you know, we've ridden Space Mountain before. This is sort of a copy of the ride, but like you said, it's not. So right, because um, it's different. Did, Every Space did, Mountain is is kind of a little bit different. Yeah. All do the you know the differences? But between, I actually don't know the differences. Between I, all the I do know parts. some of the differences. Okay. So um, the cars are different. The one, uh, they are two seats wide versus the ones in Walt Disney World where you're just singletons. One the one in Walt Disney World is bigger too, correct? It's a it's a bigger kind of footprint than the one because yes, they had to make it smaller. It's a lot bigger. Because Disneyland itself is smaller in general, which is one of the things I'm kind of interested to see because it is such a small park. Uh, it's one of the smallest between Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. There's two separate parks, but they're they're both pretty small. I mean, every time you go to Walt Disney World, they always kind of joke. Somebody tells you that, you know, Disneyland could fit in the parking lot of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of the parks at Disney World could probably fit in the parking lot of Magic Kingdom, too. That's such a huge parking lot. But it, it does kind of go to show you that Disneyland is kind of a small park. So I'm interested to see yeah. kind of how that works. Yeah, the... um. Actually, I have the specs yeah, right back, here. Sorry, back. To, we yeah, got sidetracked there. Back to Space Mountain being <laughs> Space smaller Mountain. because yeah. it's a smaller park. So the one in Florida is 180 feet high and 300 feet in di- diameter. I'm getting this from Mental Floss, by the way. The one in California is only 118 feet tall and 200 feet in diameter. So it's significantly smaller. But yeah, it still sounds like it's really cool. And one other really cool thing about it that's different is there is music in the one. In, well, there's sound effects in Walt there's, Disney Yeah, World there's like that. Like yeah, they make it kind of thing. sound like you're flying through space. So there's actual like a song playing. Yeah, there's in actual music on in the one in so Disneyland. What, so what what is the song? Good question. I don't know. I just saw it whenever I was cruising online. I saw that. It oh, was, okay. Well, that's 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 yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting that they that they play music at that one. Space Mountain. I mean, it's interesting just in general. They had astronauts help them. Yeah, the, the, plan plan it out to make it yeah. make sure it felt like space and different things like I'll, that. It's it's a fun ride. Whenever I was looking up the t- the two online, um, a lot of people said they actually liked the California one better, and they said that they really missed the addition of music. Okay, in, that's pretty cool. In the one in um, and one of the things they Florida. do at, at Disneyland is they up they overlay it with Star Wars. So they call it Hyperspace Mountain. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It. I think they had it. Uh, I saw it in early May for May 4th, uh, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. But I'm not sure if that's still going through the summer or not. But that's pretty interesting. So they kind of 
overlay kind of some star wars music and themes on that speaking of overlays do you like that transition there i thought it was pretty good professional Uh, professional professional right there professional right there so um the guardians of the galaxy mission breakout uh that's the overlay for the tower of terror yes that's that's a must ride for me yeah i'm really excited about that yeah that a lot of people were very concerned whenever they announced they were getting rid of tower of terror and going to change it to guardians of the galaxy but once Guardians of the Galaxy opened up, basically you did not hear anybody complaining about it. Um, they they loved it. They said it's great. And I think why it probably turned out so well is because it had support from the cast and the director of the Guardians movie. So James Gunn actually filmed the ride scenes with the cast. They filmed all of the ride sequences during Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So, you know, it... they kind of did it with the second movie. So they had the support of everyone and they really wanted to make sure it turned out great. So I think there's, so it seems like it's more integrated because it was actually filmed for the ride specifically. Right. Yeah. They didn't just piece old movie parts together or something like that to squeeze things in. And I want to say there's six different uh, songs that are played on so that correlate to six different ride profiles. So you can ride it multiple times and it's not always the same. So kind of like how the tower of terror, you know, you don't always drop, and bounce in the same thing. There's different kind of ride profiles, you know, yeah. depending on how many times you bounce. So they have different songs and kind of different videos to go with all the different profiles. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so I'm interested to see that. They have the animatronic rocket raccoon at the beginning. <laughs> um, that should be pretty cool. Looking forward to seeing that. Keeping over at Disney's California Adventure, the other thing I'm interested in seeing and riding is in Cars Land, Radiator Springs, Springs Racers. Racers. Because Cars Land was kind of one of the first themed lands. So whenever they redid DCA in the early 2000s, that was kind of the centerpiece of the remodel was this highly themed Cars Land. And a lot of people love it. I think Radiator Springs Racers is kind of similar to Test Track. So it is, you know, you go 50, 60 miles an hour in cars. It really fits with a Cars theme. You know, you're you're in a car kind of riding through their world. But I'm curious to see that because... In the time that since Cars Land is open, we've had so much more in the way of theme lands with Harry Potter at Universal Studios and now Pandora at Animal Kingdom and then with Galaxy's Edge uh, for Star Wars coming up within the next uh, year here. You know, I'm curious to see, does it still kind of hold up as far as a theme land goes? Yeah. Um, well, we haven't been to all of I mean, we've been to Harry Potter land. Really? I haven't been to Pandora. No, I have, I've only seen uh, pictures of it, but it's just, it, it's far more integrated, but it's, it'll just be interesting to see Cars Land since that was kind of the precursor. Yeah. To kind a of lot of people talk it up worlds. a lot. It's not one of the things that, I mean, Cars, the Cars franchise in general, isn't something that particularly touched me. It's one of the only Disney properties that I didn't, I don't love, but everyone like seems to really enjoy it. So I am still looking forward to it, despite my personal feelings about the about Cars Land. Did you happen to um, see that there's also a Finding Nemo submarine voyage ride? I did see that. That sounded interesting. That's kind of the old 20,000 leagues under the sea mm-hmm. where you go in the submarine. I, yeah, it looks interesting. I think that will be something if we have time to ride it, we'll ride it. Because I'm not sure. It might be geared more towards kids. I, um, hello. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not sure exactly how... They do that. I think it would be neat to see kind of how the ride works, but it's definitely not something at the at the top of my list to ride. The other thing I definitely want to ride, and this goes along with kind of rides that aren't at the other Disney theme parks. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff we mentioned 
Space Mountain and things is at Walt Disney World. Um, some of the other rides, you know, we've already talked about with the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Cars ride, Radiator Springs Racers, aren't at Walt Disney World. So the other ride I'm interested in riding is the Indiana Jones Adventure. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I feel like I wrote that down somewhere and I don't see it in my notes anywhere. I think that would be huh. pretty interesting. Yeah. And, you know, you've kind of heard rumors that they may be bringing Indiana Jones to Animal Kingdom and they would bring this That'll ride. Be because this, fit. this ride is supposed to be very similar to the dinosaur ride. In animal what? in animal kingdom, a similar kind of you're you're riding in a, a four by four, yeah, through it. But it, it's pretty cool. It, you kind of go through all the iconic movie scenes and everything. So I'm really looking forward to to seeing the Indiana Jones ride. I've I've heard good things about it. Yeah, that sounds like it would be fun. So, do you have any other specific rides? We tackled all my my whole list. So the only other thing, and this is you know kind of got to cross our fingers on this one. So I'm not sure if if everybody knows, but they're currently redoing the Disney Pier section in uh, Disney's California Adventure. You are saying pier, pier, not pier. 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 They're currently redoing the Disney uh, Pier section in, the, in Disney's California Adventure, and they're changing it over to Pixar Pier. Ooh. So Again, great alliteration, Disney. Yeah. They're <laughs> really killing the alliteration. So they're, they're changing it over, and... Uh, California Screaming, which is the roller coaster there, is shut down and they're retheming it all to Incredibles. It's going to be called the Incredicoaster. So it's currently closed. It's supposed to open June 23rd, which is after we will be there. I'm kind of hoping that they're doing some sort of soft, soft openings, openings or, or testing beforehand so I can ride it because California Screaming got a lot of great reviews. I was really looking forward to riding it. I was hoping that the overlay would be would be open in time. We, Maybe we'll get lucky like we did at Universal with Kong. We yeah, we we may get lucky. The only thing that worries me is they are selling for the day before, so June twenty second, a two hundred and ninety nine dollar ticket. What? Yeah, to preview Pixar Pier. I'm not sure who I guess people will pay it, but because Disney would not have sold it if they didn't think people would pay it. But yeah, $299 to kind of be the first person. Well, hopefully they don't sell a, a lot of those tickets and they just need like people and bodies to fill out the no, press. It's like and then a- we can go it's like for an free. After, it's like an after hours event. Oh, darn. So because they're doing that, they may not be soft opening because they're getting ready. But what I find interesting, I think maybe why they're doing this is to see if people will pay for a preview to a ticket. Because they did not do anything like this when they opened Pandora a year ago. As an annual pass holder, you could register and go in for for free. As an annual pass holder, you could go in for previews for like a month mm-hmm. before you had like a two hour window. You didn't have to pay extra for the for the ticket. This they're making you pay extra. I kind of think this is a test for Galaxy's Edge. I kind of think if they get enough people to pay the they two, can get anybody to pay any amount probably for star wars though i think what they're gonna do i think what you'll see next year is if you know if galaxy's edge opens in disneyland sometime in the spring summer which is you know kind of i think when they're on track to open it maybe a month before that they'll that they'll charge you two hundred dollars if you want to come in for the day and preview it so i kind of think that this may be a test so we'll see if if it's open, if they're doing any sort of soft openings, maybe we can get to ride it. Maybe we'll get lucky. Um, who knows? As far as kind of planning around the ride, so one thing that's different between Disneyland and Disney World 
is Disneyland does not have the magic band. So we talked about the magic band and, mm-hmm. and the, the magic band puck a little bit earlier, but Disneyland doesn't have that. They still kind of have the old fast pass system where you have to go get tickets from the ride. So you have to go to the ride and get uh. a ticket. But one thing they introduced... I wonder why that is that they haven't introduced it there yet. Because they've had that for years at Walt Disney World. It's kind of the, the demographics of who attends the park. So most of the people going to Disneyland are locals mm-hmm. and annual pass holders who are just coming. They, so it's not needed, really. Right. They, they just, just come go, back on another day right. if it's they crowded. They just go whenever it's not crowded. If it's mm-hmm. raining, they just don't go. Whereas Walt Disney World, those are all people on vacation. So they want to plan. They need to have... They're staying at a hotel. They're ha- they need their tickets. They need to be able to pay. The Magic Band kind of helps with everything. Whereas in Disneyland, people really aren't going to hotels. They're not really paying. They're you know they're locals. They don't necessarily need that that magic band. And a lot of people don't actually like they don't actually like that fast pass system at Walt Disney World because you have to schedule them so far in advance. You know, oh, sixty yeah. or ninety days out, you basically have to get up and schedule, or you're not getting. When you're married to Joe, though, that's not really a problem because yeah. he has it scheduled the second that it's available. I'm on, yeah, I'm on it. but a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't want to do that, and then you kind of miss out on stuff. Yeah. So Disneyland, it's kind of day of, you go get the tickets. But one thing they did introduce, and we actually got these, was the max pass upgrade to your ticket. So it's $10 a day per ticket, which really isn't a lot, especially no. for Disney, considering yeah. a lot of their upcharges. But what that gives you is it makes it a little bit similar to Walt Disney World, where you can get fast passes on your phone. So you can use the Disneyland app to get fast passes on your phone. That way you don't have to run from ride to ride, getting tickets. Can you get multiple fast passes? Like if you and I, or would I have to have my phone on me? No, you can book them for your whole group. Okay. You can book it for your whole group. You can only get one at a time though, I believe. So you put, oh, yeah. so one ride at a time, one ride at a time. Whereas, multiple people, but multiple, one ride, yeah. right. So that, so that kind of helps that prevents you from having to run from one ride to another to get a fast pass. And then it also, it allows you to get all of your pictures taken for the day so that you can, you can then have any picture taken you can you have access to so kind of like the Sweet. kind of like the you get the photo pass where that's an add on at Walt Disney oh, so World. So we have that. This is yeah, this is oh, included as part of the Max Pass. So we we'll have to see. I'm not sure. I was trying to look up to see what kind of magic shots because I know we love all the different magic shots. Absolutely, yeah. For the, do you want to explain a little bit what that is for those people not familiar with magic shots? Sure, sure. So the Disney World, whenever we've been there, they have people stationed throughout the park with cameras, and you can walk up to them, and some of them like. You know, there's nobody waiting. Sometimes if it's a magic shot, especially there might be a little bit of a line and you wait for them to be able to take your picture. And what they'll do is they'll have you pose or do something. And almost like you're almost like an actor, you know, that has to deal with CGI. So you have to look at something or do something or gesture towards something that isn't there. And then in post, whenever you actually see your picture, they will add something to it. So I think we have one with like Timon and Pumbaa. We have one where I think I'm holding my hands out and Tinkerbell is in them. So they just add these cute little Disney characters into your photos. Yeah, and they're always changing. They it kind of depends on where you are. So I believe yeah. they have some at Disneyland. I'm, like I said, I'm not sure which they have. And that's kind of the surprise of it is they don't really tell you yeah. what the magic shot's going to be. They tell you yeah, they what tell to you, do, but they exactly. don't tell you what it and then, is. And then afterwards, you kind of see it. So hopefully we can get a few of those and then we'll be sure to kind of post them yeah. um, as we have them. So the other, so the other thing that's kind of rides, kind of maybe the last part is some of the nighttime entertainment. So they have the Paint the Night Parade there. Mm-hmm. They have a, actually right now they have a Pixar fireworks show uh, along the, 
on the castle at night that kind of replaced their normal fireworks show. So those look pretty interesting. I mean, Disney does a great job with all their, their, yeah, their night shows, their are shows lots of and fun. everything. So I think they'll be pretty good. And it's all oftentimes hard to choose which one you want to go see. Right. Yeah. So I think we'll, hopefully we can yeah see them both, but, but we'll see outside the park. And this is one thing I'm very excited about in kind of the, the downtown Disney area is the star Wars uh, VR experience. Oh yes. So we've we've booked a ticket to that. It's called uh, Star Wars: Secrets of the Empire. Is actually the the official name of it. I'm not sure how much people know about this, and I don't know how much I literally you know, about it. know nothing. You said, "Hey, the day before we go to the park, or the day we get there, I don't remember which day it is. We're going to the Star Wars VR experience." And I said, "Okay, cool." And I just kind of go along with whatever you say that you're gonna do because I know you've done your research on it. Right, so this is this is by the Void. Disney's actually invested in them, but they they have Wait, one. Wait, did you say Void? It, the the void. void. Yes, they have one in New York, which is a Ghostbusters VR experience, Ooh. and then they have these Star Wars ones. So there's at Disneyland, Walt Disney World, uh, and I think they're opening one up in London, or they recently opened one up in London. But basically, what it is is you are in. I think it's set kind of around the time of uh, in between Episode three and four. Kind of during the rebellion. What was the what was the one movie they made? Rogue One. It's kind of set oh, okay. at, the, at that Rogue One. Time <laughs> what was the period. one Star Wars yeah, movie they Wars. made? You know that one Star Wars it's, movie. It's kind of set around that time I mean, where yeah. you're out to get we out to get the secrets of the Empire. But it's a complete VR. But so you have your VR headset and you walk through a space. So you're not just stationary. You're literally walking Ooh, through wow. a building that that they have kind of walls shaped to kind of guide you as you go. So like a maze? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a maze, but then I love me the VR is, is projected as you're walking through it. So you see things. So it's kind of, a, it's a multi-sensory, sensory. Sensory. Multi-sensory. I got you, babe. It's a multi-sensory <laughs> experience because you're interacting with the environment at the you're same able, time yeah. you're seeing the VR. So I'm pretty excited about that. We'll definitely have to I'm sure to that there's like there's that. sounds to it too. So you're Yeah, you're I think there's sound. They may touch. shoot like air and different things. Yeah. yeah they kind I of mean, have everything together. Maybe they'll give us some blue milk and we can get some taste in there too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they have blue milk. They're supposed to have blue milk though at Galaxy's Edge when it opens. Yeah, I'll pass on that blue one. And, That's a hard pass on that. Blue and green milk. I'll I'll try it. We'll we'll see. But yeah, I think blue blue and the green milk from um the last Jedi. I mean, you're supposed to paint your well. like dining room blue, so you don't want to eat more. So I'm thinking that like blue milk is, is... really you're not supposed to blue. Yeah, you... No, your your food areas you're supposed to paint them like blue because blue is not like an appetizing color. So ours is red, and that color makes you want to eat more, like psychologically. That's interesting. I wonder. I'm actually surprised. I'm curious to see what happens now because I wonder if Disney realize that if they're going to ha- be selling oh, blue Disney. milk. No, they're going to be Disney selling products. blue milk and a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. Food food sales will go down. Wouldn't that be funny? They sell blue milk and they have to quit yeah. selling it because nobody wants to eat anything else. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have, to, <laughs> we'll have to see what happens on that. But It's a fun little human experiment. Yeah. So I think that kind of covers everything. We talked a little bit about the, the MaxPass system. Uh, other than that, like I said, you can't, there's no really advanced fast pass bookings. You can book reservations. Like we said, we have a reservation for uh, Cafe Orleans. You, you can book those. And I was actually kind of surprised. And again, this is another one of the differences between Disneyland and Disney World. We're going in about a month. And I went on and was able to book a reservation for a the time I ago, wanted. Yeah. 
without a problem in Disney World. Like we were kind of saying, you have to book. And they were like legit dinner times. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't like you we were I, saying, I oh, let's time. go at a weird time. I picked the time I wanted, and we got. Yeah, in it was no like problem. like five, five thirty, and six or something, and they were all open. Yeah, exactly. Whereas at Disney World, it because it's so crowded and so many people are there for their vacation planning everything, you have to book it so far in advance. So that is kind of one of the differences between the two. But I think other than that, the only other thing that I want to get your opinion on is celebrities. So this being <laughs> in California, there's always celebrities. I know on, on the Disney blog or you see people on Instagram that they're at Disneyland. There's always a ton of celebrities there. So I thought it'd be, it would be kind of fun to go through and maybe talk about a few of the celebrity sightings that we hope to see. Oh, for sure. Okay. So the, do you want me to go first? Okay. So go the ahead. first you one, and this is, I think for, this would be for you. Okay. You, you talked about them on a previous podcast, but the rock is doing a jungle cruise movie. <gasps> He's so, doing a what? I'm a sorry. Jungle, I heard the rock and my ears immediately closed because I was so excited. What now? The rock is doing a jungle cruise movie. So they're turning the jungle cruise into a movie and The Rock is is starring in it. I have the giggles because I've a crush on The Rock so hard that I'm I'm giggling. So I'm not I'm not like if an say, alien race came to the planet and and we had to put forth one of our best. I think we should put The Rock out there. Just saying. Now I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that he is gonna be there doing research on the Jungle Cruise, but I'm not gonna say that he's not gonna be there either. I, I think you have a good shot at it. I think I would rock. like collapse into a pile of ashes if I saw The Rock. I. Th- <laughs> Like, like, I just, it would be like I got shot with some sort of laser gun. And Hey, I mean, Johnny Depp, he would go in the Pirates of the Caribbean rod whenever they did Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I think The Rock being a Jungle Cruise uh, makes a lot of sense. And just to interject real quick to kind of jump ahead to listener questions, because we had a question on our Facebook page, uh, at Enchanted Ears Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Brian R. actually asked kind of about this. He said, The Rock is making a Jungle Cruise movie. Will they be updating the ride like they did with Pirates? Ooh, the that's a great question, so, Brian R. Yeah, that, that is a great question. And actually, they will be. So The Rock, it actually was announced when he signed on to the movie, he actually signed on to help Wait redesign the Hang ride. Hang on. Are we saying that The Rock is going to be, in all of his glorious splendor, immortalized on the Jungle Cruise ride? That I don't know. They didn't say specifically that he's going to have some sort of animatronic they just said that he is going to help redesign the ride. I know what I want for my 30th birthday. A rock animatronic? <laughs> I want to see if we can Complete make that Complete with happen. phrases like, you're so hot, Angela. And you look great today. But You're so smart. Very, a very affirmational rock animatronic. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if, if he'll actually be on the ride, but it does sound like that he's going to help redesign it so it will be kind of updated to coincide with the movie. So I just wanted to, I want to interject that in there since we were kind of talking about the rock. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the rock animatronic and he would say something like, and I'd say, thank you, rock. And he'd say, you're welcome. Oh my gosh. All right. Do you have anybody else? Do you have any, do you want me to name another one or? Um, well, I'll give you one because I know that they, they've been to Disneyland. They've talked about it and I've mentioned them already once in this podcast, but Rhett and Link, um, YouTube stars, and they also have a podcast, uh, Ear Biscuits. Uh, so throw a little, you know, love their way, but Rhett and Link are local. They're kind of, they're YouTube celebrities. They're pretty big YouTube celebrities. Recently, they've gotten a lot more power. They've had a lot of people on their show. Good Mythical Morning. So I'm, I'll am i be on the lookout for them. Um, Rhett's not hard to, to see. He's six foot seven. So he even makes you look a little short. So yeah. I've right, so got YouTube celebrities. The other guy I think who's going to be there, I'm going to say he's going to be there. 
is Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> He's filming that Mary Poppins movie. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now that The Rock's gonna be at the Jungle Cruise oh, no. and Lin-Manuel's gonna be there um, working on some Mary Poppins stuff. See, like part of me really deeply in the soul core of my being hopes that they would be there. And part of me knows that I would be massively distracted and would not want to do anything but like like from a distance because I wouldn't want to disrupt them, but I would want to like follow them around and know what they were doing. Here's the thing. I think if The Rock was there, you would know The Rock's there. I feel like most of these celebrities, you would just walk by and you'd never see them. I'm always I'm always impressed when people find celebrities out in public because I feel like if you see them outside of a normal thing, it's kind of like whenever you see somebody that you you kind of know, like you maybe like you work with them, yeah. not directly, but then you kind of see them out at the mall, and you're like, I kind of know that person. But, but it's massively but embarrassing if you go up and say, Hey, are you Lin Manuel Miranda? And he's like, Um, no. Yeah, but it's like, so you're used to seeing him as Alexander Hamilton. So if he's not looking like Hamilton, you might be like, Oh, that's just some guy at Disneyland. So who knows? But do you have anybody else? Uh, I think, but I think we're gonna see those too. Well, well, I'm going to put money on I it. I mean, my hope is that we always see Chris Hemsworth. Um, and he's... That's a good one. He's he can, not, he's he not you know, surfing it. on the Gold Coast, maybe, but... Maybe Thor Maybe Thor's there yeah, doing a meet what and greet. if, what if Chris Hemsworth and The Rock are there? <laughs> I don't... I think I would I just explode. Dis- I don't know if Disneyland could handle the two of them. <laughs> I would just like... So... <laughs> but... But, um, you know, I want to thank Brian for his, his question. Uh, again, he, he sent it in on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Or if you want to send it in, a question in through a website, you can go to www.enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question. I think that's pretty and much wraps wrap up, up. wraps up our, our trip. We'll definitely, once we go, we'll be doing a couple episodes giving we'll you a, a trip report. So I think that's it for our show this week. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks, and And have have a magical magical day. day.